And that was kind of like the first moment for me to recognize that our beliefs are holding us hostage. Yes. If we keep them there. And I, I mean, every day I'll have a belief pop up and be like, oh, that's why I'm doing that. Welcome to Human on the Daily, the podcast for anyone wanting to break free of any boxes or expectations and embrace their full authentic self. I am Dr. Megan Daly, and I have been there. I've overcome so much trauma, dealt with so many stressors like competing in high-level athletics, rigorous academics, getting my doctor in physical therapy, and I did what I should do, right? I climbed the corporate healthcare ladder. And when that didn't make me feel fulfilled, I branched out and opened up my own cash clinic and built it to six figures in the second year. Yet I still felt like something was off when I looked in the mirror and maybe you can relate. So I scaled back and really dove into the questions of who am I really and what is it that I am meant to do? So together in this podcast, we are going to dive into all the tips, tools, and experiences for you to answer those same questions for yourself so you can live your best, most joyful and fulfilled life. Because if you're not doing that, then what the fuck are you really doing? So let's fucking go. Alrighty, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Human on the Daily. And I am really excited for today's guest, Andrea. Um, I'll go through the more professional bio and then I'll allow her to introduce herself. Um, and I'll tell a little bit of a backstory. So Andrea and I got connected through our mutual friend, Jillian. And during this networking call, we were like, yeah, we'll just jump on a quick 15 minute connection call, get to know each other. How can we help each other out? Yada, yada, yada. 15 minutes turned into like an hour 15 and we were like, oh shit, we need to work. Like, okay, I got to (laughs) go. So she's just such a joy and I'm so excited for y'all to get to meet her. So here we go. Andrea's coaching clients affectionately call her their secret weapon because of her innate ability to identify their potential and champion their unique purpose. As a creative and multi-passionate woman, Andrea was driven by purpose, but felt helplessly lost with it came to bringing her own dreams to life. With over 20 years of experience as an educator, musician, and pastor, it took failing time and time again and being let go from her dream job to realize that she, her true gift was a mindset and success coach. When she's not coaching, writing, or hosting her podcast, The Courage Cast, you can find her taking a walk in the woods or hanging out at the local coffee shop with friends. Her first book, Designed with Purpose, was written in 2011 to help women discover and live out their God-given purpose. All right. So, Andrea, all of that is so true. You're an amazing human. And... I kind of want to hear your words. Like, who is Andrea? (laughs) Yeah, who is behind all of that that (laughs) stuff? (laughs) It's always a little bit weird to hear somebody read something about you when you're like sitting there (laughs) looking at them. Um, Well, first of all, I always say that I'm kind of like a, a city girl living in a small town. So first of all, I live up in Northern Ontario in Canada and not necessarily my first choice of places to live. But I kind of wound up here a couple of years ago, and um, it's a really small rural town. I have been in the coaching industry for, gosh, a better part of a decade, which seems absolutely crazy to me. But before that, I was a teacher, a high school music teacher, and also a pastor. So I was really doing music professionally for many, many years, which is like 
probably my first love. I have to say there is probably not much that you could put on that I wouldn't listen to. I mean, there, you know, within reason, of course, but I love yeah. all types of music and uh, I still to this day teach voice and piano lessons just because I love it. And I, I don't think I knew current. that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love I'm teaching doing voice it. lessons. <laughs> really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Really? I've always loved to sing. Honestly, the only reason, so this is a total sidebar, but like, I've always loved to sing. And as a kid, I didn't really get into it. So I played the flute, like I played a bunch of instruments and I would sing for fun, but I never like really got into it. One, because my mom was like, okay, you're already doing the flute. Like, no, you don't get other lessons. And two, I have cousins on both sides of my family that are like professional level, perfect pitch. So in my head, Like I 100% was like, oh no, they're the singer in the family. So it kind of dimmed me until I got older and was like, no, screw you guys. Like I can be a singer. Yeah, now I want to sing. (laughs) Anyways, love that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. See, I like, there's so many things we have in common. We don't even know. Uh, Yeah. So I still teach voice lessons. Um, It's something that I love to do. I used to uh, do more songwriting. I don't do that as much anymore. I kind of I think my creativity now lends itself to doing the things in my business that maybe I would have done before, but there are a lot of moments where I'm like, ah, you know what, just if I could just take time and sit at a piano, like there is nothing more like soul filling for me than to sit at a grand piano in an empty room by myself, play, sing for me not for anybody else. Just like that to me is like the ultimate thing. So I've always been really into music, uh, very in touch spiritually, which kind of lends itself to kind of what I'm doing now with coaching. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so that's me in a nutshell. My dog's name is Coffee. Um, (laughs) She's a rescue and she's honestly, she's a she's a piece of work. <laughs> she's so fun. <laughs> but I, every day I'm like, what? Who she's a two-year-old. Dog? Yeah. I was like, what are you doing today? Like, She's so funny, <laughs> but she was the best thing I did in the pandemic for sure. Yeah. Oh, love that. Okay. So I want to jump right into really pivoting because I mean, even just listening to a little bit of like teacher than pastor than coach. So I want to dive a little bit more into like, what was your experience with pivoting and within that, how did you have to let go of expectations of others and yourselves in order to allow you to gracefully pivot to what you knew you were being called to do? Oh my gosh. You know, even within all of those things, I also pivoted and started over many times. In -hmm. fact, when I was early in my career, that was one of the running jokes was that I was kind of like the person who came in and started something up and then left and somebody took it over and took it to the next level. So I always had kind of my hand in like trying to bring something back to life and trying to restart a program or kind of gain momentum or traction in something which meant uh, I had a lot of work around like, you know, building community and, um, you know, trying to get people on board and, and trying to, you know, drum up like excitement around whatever we were doing, whether it was in a school, starting a new program, whether it was a church and they were wanting to do something new. I was always coming in and doing that. And, and 
interestingly enough too, and I, I don't know how this all always happened, but oftentimes they were coming out of a situation or a time where something had happened, uh, something negative had happened. So I kind of was the person who came in and smoothed things over, helped people really heal from the past experience and was starting something new. So there was always this sense for me that, um, I just kind of had to hold space for people and I had to hold space for myself and realize that um, I didn't have to be perfect in, in any of it. And, and, you know, when you're doing something new, oftentimes people aren't going to like it or, you know, it's not going to be received as well as you'd hope it would be received. And I had to kind of roll with those punches. And so I kind of learned that, you know, I just, once I made a decision, just go with it. And, you know, don't worry about what other people expected of me. I mean, on the outside, probably on the inside, there was a lot of, you know, moments where I'm like, I hope they like what I'm doing. I hope yeah. they like, you know, I mean, you're human. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I hope that, you know, I'm doing okay. But um, when I finally decided to go into coaching, I had had a conversation with my therapist. <laughs> he was like, so Andrea, uh, by what you're telling me, you know, maybe you should get a job where you don't have a boss. And I was like, oh, what do you mean by that? <laughs> Isn't <laughs> and, that so crazy? Like yeah, it seems like, so huh? simple and obvious now, but like, yeah, because I had that same moment and it was like, oh, yeah, oh, this makes so much sense. Like, I'm going to just do so much better because it's how I function. <laughs> I had no idea what that meant though. Like I was yeah. literally was so in a box at that point in my life that for me to be like, well, what would I do that I didn't have a boss? Like there was, so that actually was kind of the starting point for me to go, oh, what if I did coaching as like my full time versus just doing it on the side, which is what I was doing at the time. So yeah, I'm glad he gave me that little nudge. Yeah. <laughs> you saw what I didn't. <laughs> so, yeah. Isn't that always interesting? So, that actually segues me perfectly into something else that I wanted to chat about is it's always nice to have someone external because we're yeah. too close to the source sometimes, like ourselves, mm -hmm. to see whether it's the bigger picture or sometimes even the next step or that potential that we have deep inside of us. I think sometimes we, we're more apt to see it if we've done a lot of the deeper work, but still, like, I feel like everyone, no matter how much work you've done on yourself, there is always something to be said for having someone else that can look at you, listen and be like, okay, here's what I'm actually hearing you say. Yeah. So let's chat about you and I are both mindset coaches. Mm -hmm. So we're very similar. We're very passionate about helping people like really live out their dream and there's no one person that is for everyone. So we're, yeah. we have our own differences. Like we're very different humans. And I want to chat about one, why someone needs a mindset coach. You and I probably both agree that we think everyone could utilize from one, oh, but yeah. I want to hear in your words, like yeah. why someone would need a mindset coach. Cause I think, I think it falls under the thing that people are like, Oh, I'm good. Or, Oh, I can figure it out on my own. And we can just go mm -hmm. so much further with a coach. So I want to hear you speak on that. And then you and I are both all about like collaboration over competition. So as you speak to the mindset coach, kind of weaving in, or if you want to say it afterwards or however you want to do it, but like, how does someone know who, like who their person is to work with? Mm, that's a good question. 
I think everyone needs to do some level of inner work. And, mm-hmm. you know, I maybe you could say blanket statement mindset work, but really when I'm boiling it down or where I, when I say people need to do inner work, it's like, have you gone to a therapist? Do you work with mm-hmm. someone who is helping you actively work through old programming, old beliefs? Are you doing somatic work? Are you, you know, doing anything, you know, with movement in your body to regulate your nervous system? Because I think all of those modalities really fall under the inner work. Um, I, my personal background is I have a master's in counseling. And so a lot of what I did when I was teaching and pastoring was in the counseling role. So when I came into coaching, I loved the forward thinking part of coaching. That was really what lit me up. But I also knew that everyone has a story and they're always unpacking those old childhood wounds. And so I noticed when I was first coaching, especially, I, you know, women were like, I want to know what my purpose is. And they would, you know, that was like the big thing that I was talking about at the time. And you know, we would discuss it and they would have like these really amazing moments and they're like, I'm going to do this. And then they didn't do it. <laughs> and um, I would see that over and over and over again. And so I finally started to like ask like, what's going on? Like once you leave, you know, coaching with me, why aren't you continuing? And it's like, well, I'm worried about this or I have fear around that. And, mm. and I started to realize I was like, okay, there's something deeper here. And in the meantime, I was also noticing there was something deeper for me and I needed to go down a layer and then another yeah. layer, and then another layer. So for me, when I know that and say without a shadow of a doubt that I think people need mindset work and doing the inner work, mm-hmm. I 100% be- believe that really in order to be the best version of who we can be, we need to heal. Like, that's just it. Yeah. We need the heal. And and to, to be someone in integrity that is leading other people, whether it's in corporate, whether it's in your own business as an entrepreneur, as a creative, as someone who is in the health industry, doesn't really matter. If you want to lead out of integrity, then you have to lead from a place where you are also experiencing that healing. And sometimes that looks like the form of shifting a subconscious belief. Sometimes that looks like regulating your nervous system. Sometimes that looks like really just getting in touch with the shadow part of yourself, whatever that is, I'm here for. So I say all that to say this, because there's so many different modalities and there are so many unique people, you really have to know like what season of life are you in and who is coming alongside of you in that season of life? Because I, I don't really think that it's just about whether or not one coach is better than another or provides this versus that. I think it's about, is that person in a place where they can hold space for you? Yeah, 100%. And, yeah. and I love the fact that you yeah. already kind of touched on the fact that it might be a different person depending on what season you're in. Yeah. I think that's 100% true. I mean, I've jumped coaches before and I'm not saying like, not in the sense of like, jumping quickly, but like, Hey, yeah. for this season, I'm going to stick with this person. And in this season, Oh, this person's actually a better fit. Cause they're more a step or two ahead in the path that I want to be in or like whatever it is about them that draws mm-hmm. you to that person. 
or maybe they've done the work too, right? Or you've seen them do the work. Yeah. And I've seen that over time too, where I'm like, oh, I don't know that I'd work with that person. And then all of a sudden I'm like seeing that they're doing some work around that. I'm like, oh yes. And they yeah. may not even be in the mindset space. They could be in a totally different space, mm-hmm. but I'm like, okay, now you're going to get me. And then I feel more of, of that synergy and attraction to be in the energy that they're in. Because I really believe like if you're going to be successful within a coaching, a coaching relationship, whether you're the coach or whether you're being coached, it doesn't really matter. You have to be in the energy with that person is in, in order for the both of you to move forward. So um, I always say like, you know, you got to find the right fit. And Mm -hmm. that takes away that feeling of like, well, I wonder if that person's better than I am (laughs) because (laughs) it's not about that really. Like, yeah, you know, if you believe in abundance that, you know, that who is for you meant for you is going to be there for you. So, yeah, yeah, no, I, I think you put that so beautifully and it's, it's what I tell people too, as far as like, okay, who do I work with? Or like, why you versus someone else? I'm like, do you feel drawn to me? If yes, great. If not, all right. Like, let me help you find someone else because it ain't me then. Yeah. And I I love that you even mentioned because there's been so many people in the past where I'm intrigued by them enough to click the follow button, like on social. And then I'm like, but I don't know why, because they're not a fit for me now. And then fast forward like a year or two. And I'm like, that's why, because all of a sudden their content starts being like really pinpointing and bringing me in even more. Oh, I see that all the time. And there's, and there also goes the other way. Yes. (laughs) Where I'm like, (laughs) where I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe not what I thought. And you know, bless them and whatever, but it's kind of like, yeah, I, you know, that's not, that's not for me. Yeah. No, 100%. (laughs) I also love how circling back to when you started talking about why a mindset coach Mm -hmm. and you brought in the fact that like, it's not an or situation. It is not a therapy or mindset coaching. It's not a somatic modalities or it is an, and it is a collaborative event or experience that is just all combines to that inner work that we all need. And you, you kind of touched on this too, whether it's like, whether it's the limiting beliefs or like whatever is like holding you back from taking action, that part is in, at some level likely going to be a mindset block. Probably one that you've put there yourself for that matter. 100%. We all do it. You yeah. and I do it. Like the coaches also do it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we, then we know because that's why we became coaches. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, I joke with people all the time. So I'm a giant math nerd. Huge. Like it's my degree from undergrad. Um, and I picked that degree because I was like, well, there's a lot of different careers that I like that are in the math field that I can use it for. And it's an easy subject for me. Like it just comes naturally to me, mm-hmm. physics, math, all that kind of stuff. And it's why I am a terrible math teacher. I am absolutely trash at teaching someone else math because I just get it versus yeah. mindset. Like I, I did over a decade of my own deep work in various modalities and trying a lot of tools. And I'm sure you would be the same. I mean, you also have like more formal education in it, but it's like, we teach what we had to stumble through and figure out ourselves. Exactly. You want to know something funny? Yeah. (laughs) I'm terrible at math. (laughs) (laughs) I failed grade 10 math three times. And finally, the third time they're like, we're just going to have to pass you. It was that bad. (laughs) uh hey look let's like all the jokes that i see online it's like 
when do I need to know the quadratic equation in real life, guys? Like, why was I not learning about tax? <laughs> like, even me as a giant math nerd, I'm like, um, guys, like, I don't, I don't use my like vector analysis. Anymore. I don't know what that is. And you know, it's so funny because like, you know, music is so math oriented. Like it's it really is. Yeah. And I had so many of my music friends, like, and because I have a music degree as well. And mm-hmm. they were at, you know, we had to do composition and theory and all of those things. I could not get it for the life of me, but put me on a stage and I came to life. Like it came mm. absolutely to life, but anything about like how, or, or just like even playing people were like, how do you play so well? Or how does that, I was like, it's natural. I don't know. It just comes yeah. out of me. It's in me. Whereas if I had to sit down and be like, this is how the music is arranged. And this is, uh, 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 not yeah, even, that is a completely yeah. different skill set in yes. any field, music or otherwise. And I don't think yeah. people necessarily always understand that being able to break something down and do the thing are two different skills. Oh, and you know, I, I, one of the first moments, this is uh, kind of like where I first understood mindset. So I, my dad also failed like his math in high school as well. So he was bad as well. Um, no, I guess it's like a family thing. I don't know. But anyway, see, that's a, that's a mindset. That's a subconscious belief. Um, so I had a subconscious belief in college because I really didn't do very well with my GPA. I was in the U.S. studying um, music education and I was really struggling to even like make under a 3.0. It was that bad. And I ended up graduating and I went to, to see some friends and she was getting married and she had this woman come in and she was kind of like this energy type person. Anyway, she ended up saying to me, um, and of course I had knew nothing about this at the time, but she's like, Hey, I just want to tell you something. I just kind of feel like I want to share something with you. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm thinking <laughs> you're I'm, like, yeah, sure. your, your husband's coming, whatever. I still not married like, like, you know, four decades later. But anyways, she says, you need to know you're really smart. And I was like, what? I thought it was the weirdest thing someone has ever said to me before, because it was a belief that I did not possess. In fact, it was the exact opposite. I had had a subconscious belief that I was not smart. And so everything that I had done up until that point was a struggle for me. I don't know what happened in that moment, but it was like an instantaneous change. And all of a sudden I believed like from there on within a week and a half, I had researched and signed up for my graduate program which was uh, guidance and counseling at the time. And three years later, graduated with a 3.98. Got literally one B in the whole program. And I remember thinking to myself after that was like, wow, like I am smart. I just had a belief that I couldn't learn. I had a belief that, and that was kind of like the first moment for me to recognize that our beliefs are holding us hostage. Yes. If we keep them there. And I I mean, every day I'll have a belief pop up and be like, oh, that's why I'm doing that. That's Mm. not true. But now I have to do the work to shift the belief and then also take action on the new belief and embody the new belief so that I manifest something new into my life. And that takes time. Like that's not sometimes... It wasn't no, it's not the flip of the switch we all want it to be. <laughs> no, 
Whereas like that one moment of you are smart was, and I think yeah. it was really the universe or God's way of saying to me, wake up, Andrea, this is possible for you. Yeah. But anything beyond that, I was like, no, I have to actually do the work to make that happen. And I now I am a voracious reader. I love to learn. I'm constantly learning. I want certifications and I want to do this. And I'm interested. I'm like, right now, I'm reading on the vagus nerve and I'm reading about breath work and I'm reading all these things that I'm like, who am I? And a lot of it, I treat you totally nerd out about the vagal nerve sometime too. Cause that <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like, I mean, and, and would you, have, if you would ask me, would I have done that 10 years ago? Absolutely not. But now it's like the more I think I'm like, you know, I am smart. Mm. I, I can learn this. I do know this. And so, yeah, but it's all mindset. 100%. The beliefs. What's interesting is, so from my background as a physical therapist, I knew from pain science, how much there's actually one of my good friends in the PT space will say beliefs and expectations drive outcomes. Mm. And I just never realized until I started getting into the mindset space and started really like a very similar was kind of like doing my own work was like what introduced me to it. Recognizing that that's not just true for pain, like physical more medical like pain. It is so true for literally everything we're doing in life. I mean, very similar to you as far as like, would you, if someone had told me 10 years ago that I would be doing anything that I am now, I would have laughed and run away because I had a belief that I was a terrible speaker. Oh yeah. And that speaks to, so you kind of joked earlier about your dad being bad at math, like my Mm -hmm. mom was terrified of public speaking. And at some point along the way, I decided to adopt that belief. I think, honestly, I think I bombed like one thing where I had to stand up in front of the class. And then my mom made some comment about like, oh, I hate public speaking too. And so then I just adopted that belief because it was easier to believe that than to lean into the skill and learn it and figure it out. And now I mean, I freaking love getting up and speaking. I host a podcast for goodness sakes. Like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) um, but it really, it speaks to that, that belief and how important it is for you to really truly believe in yours, have that self-belief deeply enough in order to actually take the actions. Mm -hmm. There's really, you've probably seen the study and I'm, I'm terrible at remembering what studies are, but there, there's a study that they did with little kids and they gave them all the same task. And one group was told, oh, you're really smart or you did a good job. Like something where it was like, um, like, oh, you're really smart as far as the Mm -hmm. accolade. And the other group was, oh, you, you worked so hard. You did such a good job getting the work done. And then they continued to like progress the number of activities and progress the, the difficulty. And the group that was told that they were smart almost turned into like this perfectionist attitude where they fell apart and they couldn't like succeed or excel at this thing anymore because they were too worried about living up to being smart versus the group that was like, Oh, you're, you're working hard. Great job. You put in a lot of effort. They'd continue to crush it. Now this isn't to say, cause I do, I do think there is something to be said. And obviously with you, like the belief was I am smart mm-hmm. and having that put the only label put on you is also different. Yes, of course. Yeah. Because growing up, I didn't believe that. Yeah. So, and no one told me differently. I just had a self-belief that that was true. Whereas I, 
conversely believed I'm a good singer. Yeah. My whole life. So I grew up with that belief. And which is hilarious because literally like my main examples would have been those flopped is I wasn't a good singer. And the one thing that I kept getting put on me as a kid growing up was that I am smart. Cause I think my IQ test was like off the charts and therefore it created this whole thing of like, no, no, no. Like you need to make A's like, what do you mean? Like it's unacceptable. So cute. I mean, I've done a whole podcast episode on that, so I don't need to go into perfectionism (laughs) and having to break out of that. Oh, let me tell you, I'm, I'm there with you because I I say I'm a perfectionist in recovery, like 100%. 100%. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I love, I love that story because it, what's interesting. Okay. So before we got on this call, I mentioned, I think I've told you before, like I have bullet points of what I want to talk with people on and I don't always get to them. I literally have a bullet point that I didn't even preface you. Like you just went into it saying how important is belief when it comes to gaining a skill or building something on your own and how can a negative belief negatively affect you? Oh, like that is a bullet point that I have written (laughs) to ask you if we had like a, if it just kind of naturally went that way and I Mm -hmm. didn't even have to, you did it for me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm reading your mind. <laughs> it it well, that's how we went from a 15 minute connection call to an hour and 15. You know, and that's the whole thing. Call. Like you know, I think that's where people are mistake the fact that you can be connected to people and you don't even know, but you're on the same vibration as they are. So there's this natural like draw. And it's like, there may be, you know, like if you and I were in the same room and we were started talking about other things, maybe there's some things that were vastly different on, or you like to do that. I don't like to do and be like, oh, I may not choose Andrea. You like mountaineering and snowboarding and ice climbing. (laughs) And see, like, I'm not really into extreme things. Like I'm more of the laid back kind of thing, but like, I love adventure, but I wouldn't maybe be your first choice as someone to hang out for like for the weekend, but on the same like, you know, token, there's an energy vibration that we're, you know, going through same things. Mm-hmm. There's same interests or um, even things that we've gone through yeah. or navigating that, you know, we, we resonate with each other. And yeah, thinking about music resonating is really all about having that tone, right? And when you're mm-hmm. on the same tone, you're on the same vibration as somebody and you resonate with that. And, and like, you can tell right away. Um, and even like, I would say the same thing too, about like when someone you're in relationship with somebody, friendship or otherwise, and they possess a different belief than you on something, or they don't have belief around something and you feel that disconnect or that discord, you don't yeah. resonate on those things. And, you know, like, so I think it's just important for us to know and be aware of when is that happening? When's that not happening? And how, how can we actually utilize that, you know, in our own lives to move forward? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That actually made me think of two things. Yeah. Because one, I think that brings up, like, we've all had the experience where we have a friend who doesn't believe in themselves for, for something like whatever the limiting belief is that they have. And we can see it and we almost like want to shake them. Yes. But there is like there, like you can feel the disconnect when that comes forward mm-hmm. versus when you guys are driving and maybe they're a little bit more like you can almost feel when they start to get into that belief. And then when they get back out of that, yeah, like you can feel that. Oh, it, it's it. Actually, I find it's painful. It's yes. painful for me because there are so many of my friends that are amazing humans that have like gifting upon gifting of like something in their life that they're they could impact the world on 
And they are sitting in unbelief about their health, about their finances, about something. And I know, don't get me wrong. Don't, you know, mistake the fact that I don't have mis like unbelief in my own life. Cause I certainly do, but to the, to the point where it's crippling them from moving forward and Mm -hmm. they cannot use the gift because they are so stuck in unbelief about what is possible for them. And it's like, I look at them and I'm like, if you only knew, knew, like, yeah, yeah, that is very similar. I am, I'm very blessed with like the inner circle of people that I have around me. Like we all, everyone has some like level of limiting belief, but like the major ones where you Mm -hmm. really like, you want to shake the person in front of you. Yeah. That one, 100% in my family. Like I love them to death. And there's just certain things where it's like, why are you settling for good instead of going for great? And I, I want to shake it out of you. Yeah. Like I, yeah. yeah. Do you the, find uh, also, so I'm sorry, I'm like totally no, like taking over your podcast. No, no, you're good. Please do. Go for it. <laughs> i ask you a question. Um, <laughs> do you find though, too, like by healing and doing this work for yourself that you're also healing your family and generations to come? Like, is that Oh, there's a giant ripple effect. I mean, as soon as the more you heal yourself, the more that light shines on everyone around you, whether that be family, friends. I mean, I don't have kids yet, but that's a whole story for another. I don't know where I stand with that yet, but (laughs) you're like, we'll talk about that another time. (laughs) Yeah, that's a separate. uh, Once I figure it out, maybe I'll do a podcast episode on it. But like, I do think that there is a lot of healing in whether it's you shining, regardless, it's you shining your light, but whether it is them stepping into their own power, like you giving them permission, the more that you grow and heal, or maybe you're triggering the heck out of someone. And that's how it initiates them like learning and diving in a little bit deeper, like, which seems negative. Like you never want to trigger someone and it might be the catalyst that they need. Yes. And I really believe that doing this healing work is really going to shift how generations in your family line will move forward. Mm -hmm. And even though like, I don't also have children, I I probably won't not of my own. So, you know, I think to myself, Oh, well, you know, how can I affect that generationally because I'm not having biological children. But I also really believe that the work that I'm doing energetically will shift. It's your friends and then your friends' kids or like anyone you come in contact with. And I mean, it just, it naturally flows that it's this ripple effect that I don't think can be understated. Yeah. Like there's something to be said for growing into the best version of you and shining your light more is only going to have positive effects down the road. Now that's not to say that it isn't hard and there are incredibly deeply difficult times with it. Like, I think you and I have talked before about like, as you grow, there are going to be parts where there, that disconnect that you feel with people is going to be so big that you have to let go of people. And that sucks. Mm -hmm. And it is the best thing for everyone in the end. Like whether that path comes back together, whether it stays apart, it is going to help them grow. It's going to help you grow. It's going to help everyone around you. I have seen that happen to me, not only in my personal life, like with my friends, but also in Mm -hmm. this industry with people oh, that I've met. Yeah. Like I'm, I, I feel like, oh, I need to separate from them. I can't really give them a reason. I don't really maybe know a reason. Mm-hmm. And maybe months go by and something happens. I'm like, oh, okay, that's why. But then 
it comes back around and I'm like, okay, we needed time here. There needed to be something. But sometimes you don't know and, and you're just kind of following that nudge. Yeah. You, you can't know you, all you can do is kind of trust it. Like, okay, this is what I feel like it's best. So that's what I'm going to go with. There's a Glennon Doyle quote that I'm obsessed with and it is, I'm going to butcher it because I don't have it sitting in front of me, but it's something along the lines of like, if you have to choose between disappointing others or disappointing yourself, always choose disappointing others. Oh, she's so good. She's so smart. I have a question for you. Okay. And I don't know. See again, more questions. Um, (laughs) You know, so I'm it's like you host a podcast or something. You can't help it. <laughs> well, I'm just curious now because um, you're in a relationship. You have a, fian- a fiance. Mm-hmm. And what does that look like? You know, because you're talking about, you know, having these relationships and growing and expanding at the same time. What does that look like for you, you know, in a relationship mm. with a significant other? Like, because obviously that would be something too, right? Like, yeah, like, well, he's like, I mean, you could, but. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? You could. And yeah, I'm sure people do, but like, (laughs) I've definitely seen people do it. And so there's a couple different things there. One, it really is very much like I'm going to grow as an individual in what, and follow the nudges that are best for me and just kind of hope because he's in the same, like he's going to grow and follow his nudges and we're going to come together as a couple and we're going to have that open communication And like so far, 100%, we've been together three years now. It's been cohesive and it's been this beautiful, like we have grown together alongside each other. Mm -hmm. But I think the important part is we have focused on growing as individuals first and foremost. Mm, Okay. That's so good. Because can I say, and I don't even know you very well, and I do (laughs) definitely not know him, (laughs) but I have this sense that you have a good relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know why I sense that, but I do. And I don't always sense that of people. And so, and so sometimes I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, people present certain things and I'm like, oh, is that really what it appears to be? But I feel like it is. It's a lot of deep trust in each other and in self. And I admittedly self-trust is something that I am very much like working on myself. Like, I feel like that's Mm -hmm. a constant ever-growing process, but the, the deep trust in each other, very open communication. Like we can brain up and say the absolute wrong thing. And we, like, we know we have a process where we just sit and listen and then let the person, like, especially me, I'm the one that needs to verbally dump everything. And then just kind of weed through and be like, okay, that wasn't true. This is true. Like, let's figure it out. He's mm-hmm. the person that needs to just like go sit in silence, think about it and then come back later, which <laughs> yeah. was very, let me tell you at the very beginning, I was like, wait, what's happening? I need, I need, <laughs> you need to say something like right now. And he was like, no, I don't chill. <laughs> and I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> That's so hard too, right? Because you're like, I think I need you to say something. You're like, I think I need you to chill out. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of, and again, open communication about that and figuring yeah. out each other's styles, but it, we both deeply believe in like, yes, grow as a couple, but grow as an individual first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And then like weave each other in, like come together for sure. But like, if you're not growing as an individual, if that's not a priority at all, there is going to be a disconnect at some point. Yeah. Okay, and there's going to be advice. some sort of resentment built up unintentionally, but it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm henceforth manifesting a relationship like yours. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's good. We've, we've joked that it wouldn't be 
easy, but like, if we had to, like, if for whatever reason, one of us on our personal growth journey, like needed to be like, I'm taking off to Europe for three months, we'd be fine. (laughs) Mm. See, now I love that because you support each other enough to be like, what is it that you need in this time? And how can I support you do that Mm -hmm. without feeling as though it takes, we don't make it mean something else. Yes. Yeah. And it's just been, believe me, I have not had a relationship prior to this one that was, was like this. Well, so it, it took a lot (laughs) and it still baffles me. He's 10 years younger. So the amount of like, really he went through. Yeah. When I first met him, I didn't believe how old he was because he's now 27. He's had a journal practice since he was like 16. It's crazy. It's yeah. He's one of a kind. (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. Then he's must be very mature. Very, very, very. So yeah, I don't, I won't go into like his whole backstory and like how he ended up that way, but yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> what was, oh, there was something else. Now I can't remember. Like if I'm we sorry. circle way back, no, you're totally fine. <laughs> no. Cause I, I love all this and it's great points. Like if anyone's listening, like, I hope I know you're finding, I don't even have to say, I hope you're finding value out of this. I know you are. And I love, you said something earlier about, um, figuring like, Something that you said with when we were talking about the beliefs and having people around and like that kind of connection. So I think that's what kind of got us veered off into the relationship thing. But I just remember thinking deeply like that's such a beautiful example, too, of like how it's collaboration. I feel like women in particular get far too competitive. And that speaks to a lot of societal conditioning that tells us that we have to be in competition with other women, that Mm -hmm. there's only limited seats, if any seats at the quote unquote table with the guys Mm -hmm. and versus like you and I have very similar career paths. And so like 15 years ago, Megan, who was very still much in that like competition mindset, wouldn't have even invited you on the podcast. Cause I would have been like, no, 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 no. Like she's going to steal clients or like whatever from me for some like, no, I'm going to be for who I'm for. And she's going to be for who she is. And like, if, if I can help someone find a bomb, mindset coach that isn't me like high five all I care about is that and I know that you're the same way like even without asking you 100% you're the same way where it's like we just want everyone to realize their potential and really lean into their authenticity and the fact that you can live your dream and I don't really care who it's with if it's me awesome if it's you I don't care Yeah. And, you know, I love the fact, even because you were on my podcast yesterday, just, you know, throwing that out there for anybody listening in case you want to hear Dr. Megan on the Courage cast. Yeah. (laughs) She's also over there. Um, But no, yeah. When we were talking yesterday, even about, you know, some of your things in in your life and things that you're interested in, you know, it's, it's kind of like one of those things where like, there are certain things that we need from people Mm. and it's going to lend someone is going to lend themselves to that, to that specific thing that a person needs. And whether it's to be like fired up or challenged or encouraged to hold space, like what is it that that person needs right now? And if we're in competition, then I'm trying to be like you and that's not going to work Nope, because people aren't going to get it. They're not going to get the same thing that I would try to do similarly to you because I was copying you mm-hmm. because it, it would fall flat. And people were like, that would be so fake and inauthentic. Whereas the moment I just show up as myself, 
it's like, oh, I love Megan. I love Andrea. They hold such different space, which we all need. And it's not about like, you know, what is this? It's just about like my own experience and your experience lends itself to being certain ways. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure like there are times where I talk to my clients and I'll say, I'm like, I can really like lean back and hold a lot of space. But if I have something to say, I'm going to challenge you and I'm not going to hold back. Mm. And I'm going to say the thing. And there are other coaches that might be the exact opposite. They're going to be more challenging and then conversely at times hold a softer space. And sometimes you just need to know what is it that you need for that season? What's going Mm -hmm. to get you there? um, And you know, yeah. So for me, yeah. it's kind of and like, even that frequency yeah. that you were talking about earlier, because I'm very similar mm-hmm. and more like I'll sit back and hold space, but you better damn believe I'm going to challenge the hell out of you when you need it. Yeah. And it really comes to like you and I, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. Like we just have different energies. So it's, it's that like, yes, we are immediately drawn to each other's frequencies and there are going to be plenty of people that are drawn to yours that aren't drawn to mine and vice versa. And like, just recognizing that like everything is energy. And think about anyone that you follow. Like if you're listening, think about who you follow on Instagram and who you're immediately drawn to. Like, I bet it's not necessarily their credentials. That might be why you were searching for them in the first place, but it's going to be just their frequency, their energy, like who they are, how they show up. And if it's not an authentic to them, if it's not authentic, you're probably not going to feel that way. Yeah. So I love that you brought up the, like, if, if anyone tries to look at someone's else else's path and copy it, it is going to fall flat. Like you yeah. have to find your own path. Mm-hmm. That's something it took me far too long to see. Cause I almost like wanted the proof. So I kept looking for other people's. So I was like, okay, I'll do it this. No, yeah. it has it didn't work until I started being like, okay, what feels best for me? Cool. We're going to do that. And, and I, I'm not saying, you know, in any way alluding to that, that you would ever do this, but I, in the past, when I have been in situations, I would be, this is even when I was doing music. So I would hear other people judge other singers Mm. and they would judge, oh, well, this is why that, or this is why this. And then when I got into the coaching industry, I I similarly heard the same thing. Like, oh, this is why this coach is this. And this is why this coach is that. And the moment we step into that judgment of somebody, it's really actually keeping us from getting what we need and desire to, because we're in, in the judgment energy and mm-hmm. so judging the very thing in them that we see in ourselves. And so that is something that we have to heal. But I didn't know that years ago. And I, I finally kind of had one of those moments when I was in music where I was like, Oh, until I stay in my own lane, because of course it is very competitive as you know, oh, same, yeah. same, you know, sports, same thing, right? It's crazy competitive. Yeah. And so I had to learn that I was like, just because someone else is a good singer, doesn't take away from me being a good singer. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, totally different singers. Yeah. Think about like any, like name, like three different singers that you really like listening to. Like one of them being good doesn't take away from the others. Yet we no. put all this pressure on ourselves. I actually, I'm trying to remember now if I've done a podcast on it or if it's just on my list of podcasts to do, but all judgment is self-judgment in disguise. Yes. And it's just, it's not, it's like an icky energy to come from. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot of works. So if, if you catch, if anyone's listening and you've catch yourself judging someone, 
try to get curious about to where you need to work on something. Like there, <laughs> there's something that you're judging yourself for without yeah. even recognizing it. Cause it's easier to judge someone else. Yeah. Get a little self-aware there with, with yep. what may be going on. That you don't see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Andrea. Oh my gosh. Okay. So final question that I ask everybody. Yeah. And it is, what is one aspect? Cause it's human on the daily. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of aspects of our humanness that we don't like intentionally hide, but we just don't necessarily mm-hmm. show all that much. So anything from, I mean, we already talked about singing, which I didn't know was a thing, but now I do Yeah. Um, to like a really weird favorite food or like a habit that you have, or like, what is something about your humanness that people may or may not know? Oh, wow. What a good question. Um, I would potentially give it all up, all the coaching just to do one show in Madison Square Garden. Oh, okay. That's awesome. That would be epic. Wouldn't that be cool? I wouldn't even judge you for like, <laughs> leave, not even a little bit. For, like, I'd be scared shitless to, to do it, but yes. Pivot if you'll give me Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Oh, I, I say that, it. but then I'm like, I think to myself, like there have been moments where I'm like, yeah, that would be so cool. I feel like that's the kind of thing until you actually like, if you ever get presented with that opportunity, you're not going to know what your answer is until your gut tells you in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what though it is? And I, I have to say that because I think it's like just coming up, up to me right now. There is something about when you're singing and you see people connect. Yeah, that that is a a drug. It's a drug. So like the moment you're seeing it and they're like, they're just like hanging on with Mm -hmm. everything in them. They're connecting. Maybe it's moving them. Maybe it's telling us their story and they're connecting to their story with what you're singing, something about it. And I find that I have that same hit coaching. Yeah. I was about to say, I, it's yeah. very similar when you like, when you can see it click for someone when you're coaching. Yeah. It's like the, just this connection and it's like, oh, they, they get it and everything just yeah. changes for them. Yeah. Oh, that's such a beautiful, but moment. I'll tell you what I wouldn't change. <laughs> I give it up. <laughs> <laughs> one night uh, is Adele. One night is Adele. And there you go. Oh, I love Adele. <laughs> go okay. easy on me, baby. <laughs> Thank you so much. So let's wrap up by saying, where can people find you? Oh, thank you. First of all, for having me. This is so fun. You're just like, seriously, like the funnest person to talk to. I can't wait (laughs) for someday to meet you in real life. Um, You can find me on the gram, Andrea Crisp Coach. You can also find me on my website, andreacrisp.ca, which is Canadian for those of you who can remember. I live up north. And um, and of course, check out Megan on the Courage Cast because she's also going to be featured yeah. coming up soon as well. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Thanks, Y'all, I will make sure those are linked in the show notes for you. Go show Andrea some love and have a great rest of your day. High five for taking some time out of your day for yourself to listen to this episode. It is my hope that it makes you feel more seen and heard and understood because we are all human and being human is messy and imperfect and beautiful and you are beautiful. So if this resonated, it would mean the world to me if you shared it on social along with your biggest takeaway and then tag me at move on the daily and hum- at human dot on the daily. Thank you so much and see you next time.